Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. You've had a real long day. Nothing good is on the radio. So let's talk your troubles away. Just a couple of guys trying to analyze the things we do and see. Play a game or two, maybe an interview. Oh, what a place to be! It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. What a good way! What a good sign! What a good thing! It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. I feel like this is the most uh, socially distance we've been during a recording. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, is not one meter. This is two meters. Yeah. Uh, for some context, um, uh, we usually record in like a little corner in my room. Um, but today I am, I'm, I'm pretty much like just chilling in bed. <laughs> you look very relaxed. It's really just because like my back's been screwing up lately and I don't have proper chairs in my room. So sitting on the floor is kind of tough for me right now. You got to give your core a break. Yeah. I don't know. My back's been acting up the last few days and, um, not, not hundred percent sure what it is. I think it's some kind of inflammation, but like I spent like a good fraction of the last few days like hunched over or not being able to walk properly oh that sounds awful (laughs) that's all right i'll figure it out you think it's your body telling you to not go so crazy during phase two i haven't been going that crazy because your back's because your back exactly your back is wise Mm. keeps you grounded literally it's telling me not to like go nuts yeah well we do live in a brave new world right now it is crazy yeah we do live in in this new world of being able to go out and oh visit friends and go to a restaurant. That's if you're in Singapore. If you're anywhere else like the Philippines, sorry, still cannot. Oh yeah, what's the situation in the Philippines? Eh, it's, I, I, I know they're doing something similar where they're relaxing rules, but it's not as relaxed as Singapore. How so? I don't know. Putting me on the spot no, as if I should know my country, which I guess I should. Yeah, I mean, your family lives there. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is my parents, who I really care the most about, they're just at home no matter what because right. they're, they're, like, they're basically like hardline. Till there's a vaccine, I have to stay at home. Okay, so another uh, you know, year? I guess. Okay. I okay. might not ever see them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Um, well, yeah, Singapore, we, we, we've entered like the second phase of um, what, what we've been calling the circuit breaker. And I don't know about you, man, but I feel like the jump between phase one, which was basically like, you know, where it is most of the world, and phase two was a massive leap. Yeah. It felt like such a massive leap because all of a sudden you have um, social visits allowed, you have dining in restaurants allowed, you have pools and gyms opened, you have like uh, some offices opened again. I feel again. like the, the only thing that's not open are theaters, be it movie or, you know, yeah. traditional. Even massage places are open and everything. Like it's just, a, it's such a like... It, 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 yeah. yeah, malls are limited. It, it, it didn't feel... Um, are malls limited? Yeah. I know I, I saw like shops open, like clothing mm-hmm, shops and mm-hmm. all that. It was just such a gigantic, drastic jump that I can't imagine that s- nothing's going to happen. 
Yeah, we'll Something's see. Something's going to go down. We'll see. We'll yeah. see in two weeks, right? Incubation period. But I uh, suppose. But then again, if nothing goes down, then I guess like, you know, all good and we were worried for nothing. I'm cautiously optimistic. The borders are closed. I think that's the big thing. The what? The, the borders. borders are closed. Right, right, right. Like if we if people start randomly traveling in, that would be an issue. I th- uh, We'll see. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- I mean, again, it's all in the foreign workers, right? It's all in the foreign workers pool that's like the vast, vast, vast majority of cases. Yeah. So we'll see. Though I wish they would tell us more because every day, because, okay, so for those of you not in Singapore or those of you who don't have the service, you can subscribe on WhatsApp and you get a message from the government every day telling you the numbers. Yeah. And it's always like, like I think today, oh, let me also bring it up. Yeah. So they'll break it down by like how many cases there are, how many are in the community, quote unquote, and how many are just like uh, in the uh, the foreign worker dormitories. So today was 119 cases total, three of which are, quote, in the community. So in other words, one PR and two work pass holders. Right. So, like, where do those people keep getting their – the people in the community, how do they keep getting it? I'm, I'm – I, the only thing I could think of is it has to be people working directly with the foreign workers. I've had that question for a while in terms of, like, how have the numbers just, like I, – I, I don't really know how and, – and maybe I just haven't looked into it deeply enough. But for the last, what feels like, two, three months, yeah, it's just every day there'll be, like, several hundred cases, several yeah, hundred yeah, yeah, cases, yeah, yeah. several hundred cases – and, like, my stupid peanut brain is kind of asking, like, but why wouldn't they pretty much all get it within, like, this two, three, four-week period? Since they're like, all jammed in together. Yeah. Like, why like, Why is it such a gradual, like, you know, oh, today there's 400, today there's 300, today there's 600, today there's 500. My brain doesn't really understand why. Maybe this is just a Google search away. I think it's just the nature of the virus and how it spreads. You know, it takes a little bit of time. There's asymptomatic people. Hmm. I don't really know. Yeah. I don't know. I know it doesn't work the way Donald Trump Donald Trump thinks it works. Like he's like, "Oh, our numbers are so high, let's test less." <laughs> if we test if we, if we test less, less people will have it. Uh, uh, <laughs> loophole. Uh, it's a great it's, loophole. it's like it's like the government policy that's the equivalent of like an ostrich putting their head in the ground when they're in danger. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm safe now. It's fun to watch. It's fucking crazy. Um well, whatever it is, like it's nice to see things kind of go back to normal even though like i won't lie it's kind of terrifying it's a little scary like i remember the first day of uh no the second day of phase two i had to pick something up from orchard Mm -hmm. and i expected it to be you know more or less how orchard has looked in the last few weeks it's just empty yeah it pretty much looked like nothing happened it looked like everyone is back out everyone's got masks on i'm though oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah other than the masks it's just there's just so many people out and like there's traffic jams again. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's somewhat nice to see things like go back to somewhat of a normal, Mm. but also extremely anxiety inducing for the well being of a lot of people. Like I'm in a good zone now. Like I visited some friends, we just went over to houses to have dinner Yeah, and that's cool. And then I'm starting to get some job opportunities. Some auditions are coming back. We're talking about planning for teaching and stuff. So it's, it's, it's cool. It's a gradual thing though. I, I do feel like quite a bit of anxiety. How so? I can't quite pinpoint. Just just a feeling of like when I'm relaxed, my heart rate's just a little bit higher and I'm thinking about paranoid things. You know what I mean? Just like in, catching in general. Disease. Not catching disease. More like just career stuff. Right. Like for the past few months, I, like, I had an excuse to not make money. And then I feel like making a little bit of money eh. is worse than making zero money. Eh. <laughs> no one didn't have an excuse. No one had an excuse to not make money. I don't know. It's like, uh, okay, so now now that we're, we're entering like uh, a new era yeah. of this COVID period, um, and we've had some, a few days to reflect upon it. What do you wish um, you did 
during the earlier days of this pandemic that you that you know now that all this time has passed and we're and and society is slowly going back to normal what do you mm. wish you accomplished in the last few months that you didn't i hear you i don't have a lot of regrets mm-hmm. actually i think i'm okay i think i just wish i did a little bit more of what i was doing like reading and yeah no like, I, I did a lot of reading i read 13 books i uh-huh. like i for fun i just listed them down yeah so i listened to 13 books 14, I think, if you, I think this one I read yeah. physically. Um, I worked, I did some writing. I guess one thing is that I was, yeah, I guess it's just the money thing, like finding more interesting ways to create, to get some income, but I'm okay. Like, I feel like just as usual, like, I just wish I was a further, a couple further steps down the path that I've already taken, but yeah, no regrets. Do you have anything like that that you wish you did? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, over the last few months, like, things have been fairly busy, like, enough to kind of keep me, like, occupied day-to-day week-to-week right but i'd be lying if i said that like i i I didn't have like more free time than usual and i really wish um now that all this is over and i'm reflecting upon it i really wish that i use more of that free time to like expand um career horizons Mm. like in terms of just looking for other ways i could be useful to society sure looking for other ways outside of like um, the arts and entertainment, even though like that's a it's it co- like what 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 we do cover like a fa- covers like a fairly large spectrum of things, and yeah. it's you know I don't just sing, I don't just like stand in front of a mic and do things like, but I wish that I had spent more time like really sinking my teeth or like trying to figure out what could possibly be next because now that life is gonna slowly go back to normal. I think I'm going to have a lot less time to do that, mm. um, especially once travel starts again and I start going back to China and bringing Touring back COVID to this apartment. Thanks. Um, yeah, I, I, I just wish that I had spent a little bit more time like thinking more about like, oh, what else could I have done? You know, mm. um, like completely unrelated, like from production work to like maybe even something in F&B or right. maybe like, I don't know, like, like, like small business shit you know just yeah. think like looking into other things that i could have done because um i i i definitely didn't do that and instead binge watched a bunch of tv shows <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's too late to do that and I think oh no not at yeah. all that's why i'm asking this question yeah because it's like um i was thinking about it like like it's it's such a rare opportunity to have like three months mm. of very like uh, kind of skewed life, you know, like life light. Yeah. And um, because of that rare opportunity, like you can really look back and, and really take stock of like, oh, the things that you thought about doing but didn't really do, it's not like a vacation. It's not like a one week off of work. Yeah. This was like a long period of time where like things could have been done, but they weren't. So like, why didn't we do it? And how can we do it? Yeah. Like, that's why I was asking myself yeah, I these feel, questions. I, I, I hear what you're saying. And then weirdly, it's that it's, 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 it's since you're articulated, I did all that stuff you're talking about, mm-hmm. but I didn't get far. Like I, I could have done more. For example, I, I dipped my toes into like uh, learning to write. I took classes. I felt good about that. I'm starting, I'm in the very early beginnings, beginnings of like uh, opening up a business, which I feel pretty good about. So stuff like that. Nice. So, but it's just like, yeah, but I think a big part of it was taking care of like, you know, I, I really dig dug into the idea of like, okay, it's time for like to chill a little bit and to take personal growth and just like if I want a whole day where I binge a TV show, which I did yesterday, I'm gonna be okay with that. So my anxiety is like, okay, it's not okay to do that anymore. So now I have to like kick my butt into gear. I guess I wasn't yeah. super down with that because like 
like we said earlier on in the pandemic, like life didn't change that much. Mm. Like life already had those aspects to it, especially compared to like all my other friends who work nine to fives, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, a lot of the anxieties that nine to fivers had during this period was like what to do with all this time. Or like, kind of like, you how think so? Al- because okay, here's yeah. here's what I'm here's what I'm in, in terms of like me. mental yeah. wellness, right? In terms of mental wellness, I'm not not necessarily like, oh, I need to learn how to bake, but more of like keeping check of mental wellness mm-hmm. and all that, and mm-hmm. like all this new free time, like that people in our line of work tended to have like beforehand. Um, a lot of my friends who are nine to fivers was just suddenly faced with all of this like space. You know mm-hmm. that they didn't have before, or like 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 a, a significant um, amount more time at home as opposed to before when they were barely home. Right. Um, so yeah, like I, I I didn't think that really applied to me. Yeah, per se. I, I hear you saying. Yeah. But I think a lot of people had different uh, issues. Like for example, like you take me for example. Okay, so I have like some nine to fivers who were like who were like completely fucked. And like, yeah, I had to do that. But a lot of, I feel like the majority of my friends who know who work regular day jobs found a way to work from home and eventually their lives were pretty normal mm-hmm. a month into Corona, if, if that, yeah. a month into lockdown, maybe even less. Uh, but the real ones who were devastated were my freelance friends, including myself, who right. like rely on like, you need to be in the same room as people to get, you know, to get stuff done. Yeah. Like that, those are the people who I feel des- devastated. Uh, I guess most. I was talking more about like, um, like, the free time aspect of this mm, whole thing. Mm, mm. Like it was something that we were used to before. Right. So that's not something that like, I really like, are you talking about like the lack of structure almost? No, I forgot what I was going into, but it was, <laughs> it was not that it was more about like how, um, like, uh, I feel like I can rewind so I can go back to like what we were talking about before, but it was more about like how, um, life didn't change that much mm-hmm. you know it was more about just trying to find new ways to like be more resourceful with the with the time that you but had. that's where that's where i disagree with you though but like yeah. life changed for me a lot a mm-hmm. lot and it changed for a lot of people i know yeah like people who are just like regular no no, actors, no i'm talking you know about like the time before and after not during not during yeah okay i hear okay yeah. oh, okay, the okay, time okay, before okay. and after not during because during yes everything got fucked up everything got right right up in the right, air. right but i'm talking about after this our lives are still going to be the same. We're not suddenly going to be a I lot mean, more busy. It's still yeah. going to be like, we're still going to be home a lot more than the nine to five. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And now that that prospect is at hand, I can like really think about like, oh, how did I not use the time before and how can I properly use it this time? Oh, okay. I hear you know what, what I mean? Saying. Like more yeah. of the before phase one and after phase one. Yeah. Yeah. Go move into phase three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm just excited because like, I mean... I'm I'm fucking gonna be thirty years old next year. Whoop whoop. Yeah. And like I wanna like I'm definitely not the kind of person that wants to retire early or whatever. Mm. Like I, I'm I'm pretty sure that I'm gonna be working until like I die because I I, I just can't be <sighs> I mean that's the thing with yeah. us unessential artists, right? Mm-hmm. Because if like if you had all all the free time in the world, what would you do? You'd still want to work. Yeah. And, and not yeah. from a place of like, it's our habit. It's just like, that's mm-hmm. what we love to do. I love to create. I love to make stories. Yeah. Well, so, now, it's, now it's pretty much like, at least a struggle that I've had is like, what next? Like mm-hmm. outside of all of this, because like at some point, like you get a little restless or a little bit bored or just like seeking yeah, a little well, bit more adventure. I mean, you, you could do bigger, you could take huge steps. You could take huge swings. Like I think for you, what I would be excited about for you is like to take more of a producing aspect, not just in music, but like entertainment. Let's, Make a movie, make a TV show, shit like that. I feel like that's where a lot of your skills have been bringing you there. 
Eh, maybe. Or even like a one-man show, like a theater thing. Maybe, maybe. I'm also projecting because I feel like I can help you with all those things and I want work. <laughs> no, man, look for your own shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really thinking about like other things completely, like like looking sure. into property, looking into like oh, yeah. FMB, looking into other kind of investments, looking into like teaching, like a lot of different things that like, I don't know, I feel like would make my life seem a lot less monotonous. When like, I know mm-hmm. it sounds crazy that like, you know, with the lives that, we lead it still can get sameish because like the processes tend to be very sameish yeah i hear you with that yeah. i hear you with that but i think yeah i think you it's 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 a matter of of figuring it out for you and also but like seeing what comes like mm-hmm. you know what i mean like being open to opportunities and see what happening mm-hmm. what's happening mm-hmm. like for example for me I, I guess i can talk about this i'm gonna be a drone racing commentator like mm-hmm. i don't know where the fuck that came from mm-hmm. but i'm actually kind of looking forward to it what does I'm, that entail like it's legit like People race drones. Have you ever seen footage of that? Yes, like, it's there's crazy. VR. It's crazy, and they just need someone to be like commentating it, right? So I'm going to be like, yeah, they crashed into that hoop and shit. The fo- the footage that I've seen of drone racing, like it it gives me like all the fear in the world <laughs> because it combines like my fear of fast moving vehicles and heights. Man, those things move in like unnatural ways. Yeah. Like the way they they stop on a dime and change directions, it's crazy. But like in in this drone racing, do the racers wear those VR headsets that are connected mm-hmm. to the drones? Yeah. Why? That's. I mean, as cool as that sounds, and like it does sound extremely cool. I would just like vomit and piss my pants at the same time. Yeah, but I, th- I mean, the thing is that you have to be in the pilot seat, right? Because what's the alternative? The alternative is just seeing where your drone is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you it can't, makes sense. I think you can't like the depth perception. Or like you know, just watch it from a computer. <laughs> like, why do you have to experience it in first person? That sounds horrifying. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's an option too. That's <laughs> an option too. Especially if you have like vertigo or whatever. Yeah, I think the key is not to have vertigo if you want to get a drone racing. Uh, it's crazy, and I'll put a link in if when when and if I do my first show should be in a couple of weeks. Does drone racing um, happen in Singapore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. D one oh. racing, where it's like it's 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 like it's like international too, because there's also I mean obviously there's real life drone racing, but there's also a lot of VR stuff. We use a program called Velocidrone, and it's just people from all over the world. Um, racing each other like i was watching footage i was like oh team canada against thailand here in d1 racing singapore i was like how do they do this so they create cool. the exact same course or something i mean it, it's it's probably best to think of it as like an online game basically but how does it work because like even in an online game you're playing on the same map yeah that's what they're doing they put you on a map so for example you'd be like but then like wouldn't you're not taking into consideration like wind speeds and like climate. it's part of it i think it's part of it or or maybe it's it, they don't have it on this one I'm just, but they don't use a physical drone. It's totally, a, basically, a video game. What? <laughs> yeah. So there's no real drones in drone racing. It, there's two kinds. There's life. There's in life, and then there's VR. Okay. Right. 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 So yeah, I'm confused. And they're okay. basically the same thing. Like it's, right. it's, it's the same skill set. You use the same controllers. I think. I don't know. I don't know. That's my main thing about this. Like I don't know anything about drones. And I'm just, I'm like getting into it because the pool of potential commentators is so small. Right. Like I got rec- I got suggested by someone who knew me from something. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'll figure it out. Uh, I saw in the news like uh, about a week ago from today mm. that a bunch of people were caught smuggling drugs with, a, drones? with a drone yeah that's across, clever across the border well apparently not that clever because they got caught <laughs> those people got caught you don't know how many got away with it wait which border was this Malaysia no, but the thing is like aren't drones like heavily monitored and very yeah, very yeah, much like 
like policed like i know in singapore in certain places like if you try to f- turn on your drone and fly it you straight up get a message from lta that says you can't do that here yeah you have to be in a specific zone you need a permit or something yeah, but because all these things are yeah. registered with the lta or whatever governing body that you have i'm, I'm assuming or maybe um, singapore the l, is just the l and lta strict. stands for land so i don't know how that works <laughs> but yes but um yeah like they got caught trying to transport like a bunch of Ice? I don't know what, what ice from is. Malaysia. Uh, that ice is um, K. No meth. Meth. Crystal meth. Crystal meth. Okay, so they got they got caught trying to transport a whole bunch of meth and yeah. a bunch of pills. Don't they refer to it as ice in Breaking Bad? I never, I can't yeah, remember. Anyway. Yeah, but um, like what over the Malaysian Singapore border? Like where? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Over like next like to the causeway. JB. I'm not sure what the route was, Whoa. but they got caught in Singapore. That's so interesting. Yeah. I wonder how they ca- how they caught them. Because <laughs> these drones, like, if you With turn off the lights nets. and shit, it's like, you can't see shit. Yeah. But well, like, I'm, just, I'm just imagining, like, the operation must have felt so cool. Yeah. Like, the operation itself. like you know, code names and shit. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm landing the drone right now. You got like, a blackbird. <laughs> it's like, all that shit. That'd be cool. Well, I mean, as yeah. cool as drug, as <laughs> as cool as ice. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you're going to be a drug smuggler, I think that's, a, you know, the way to do it for the 21st Drones century. Drones are the way of the future. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I, I, I would. I don't condone that, though. They're meant for fun <laughs> only. What if you commentated um, drone drug smuggles? <laughs> and here they are. Oh, there comes LTA. Over the oh. dark web. Definitely could be a thing. You'd probably make more money. Prob- yeah. <laughs> um, so what's been new with you this past week? I mean, the big thing for me, and I guess we can't talk about it too much, is definitely playing The Last of Us Part yeah, we can Two. Talk, we can talk about it a little bit. A little bit. Like, I'm th- four or five hours in or something like that. I finished it in two days. Yeah. <laughs> how many times? No. Since the game came out, how many times did I sleep? Twice. Yeah. Because uh, I started playing it at 3 a.m. because I, I didn't expect it to load. Mm-hmm. And then 3 a.m. I played for like two hours and I slept. Yeah. I finished it in two and a half days. Right. Um, it's a great game. It's such a good game. I don't know if you guys, a lot of, uh, how many about you, how many out uh, there, how many of you out there? <laughs> He's played words. too many games. His brains have melted. It's just totally melted. <laughs> just give me some of that ice and let me yeah. lie back. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how many of you guys are gamers out there or, uh, but last of us, the first game was, e- I think easily, easily, easily the greatest video game I ever played. It was okay. I think it's fair to say that regardless of whether you play video games, it's undeniable that the last of us was at the time, a cultural phenomenon. Mm-hmm. It's shifted the culture towards like better storytelling yes and it definitely inspired a lot more storytelling totally like logan logan wouldn't have existed Mm, without the last of us logan the movie yeah logan the movie yeah Yeah, there's there's definitely parallels there yeah but like the whole it 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 was the main contender of like are can video games be art my answer is last of us and yes Mm -hmm. it can yeah and um my answer is golden eye or or super mario 64 come on sure yeah sure um but the way it combined the elements of storytelling and video games and like what makes video games unique and how you grow with the character and how you control the character, it really played on those aspects. Right. And it came out in 2013, mm-hmm. it's been seven years since that game came out. Yeah. And, and uh, you finished it in two days. Yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> because the thing is, is like I wanted to experience it as much as I could. It's like, it's like a chef, like, you know, creating this crazy meal and then like you, you just like eat it in one bite. It was still delicious. <laughs> Because I'm not savoring the experience. I'm, I'm, I mean, like, I had the experience and I'm still having the experience. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. about it. Like literally the day after I beat Last of Us 2, I just took a day to just think about it. Right. Like literally, I'd just be sliding in bed and be like, huh. Yeah. 
I, I remember yeah. when I played The Last of Us One, I was still going to college, and it was super trippy um, because I, I I bought the game like I think the second day it came out. And when I was playing it, like a good section of the game takes place in Boston. Oh, yeah. And I just remember being like, oh, fuck. Like, I can see that place from my window. That's so interesting. <laughs> it was so trippy. Um, but also, like, it, it has such a soft spot in my heart because of that. It was it was just a beautiful experience. Yeah. yeah. And Last of Us 2 is, is that and more. And more. Um, I think the big thing that's happening with this game, though, is how divisive it is. Mm, There's... Very, very fascinating. There is no one saying this game was like, yeah, it was okay. Yeah. It's either you loved it or you fucking hated it. Yeah. And I'm I, firmly in the love camp. Yeah. I, I can see both sides. It, I find it very frustrating because I haven't finished it, so I can't really speak super. Yeah, Nathan's like, about a quarter of the way. Yeah. But from the few th- like things of hate that I've seen... Mm-hmm. It's mostly people just getting butt hurt because of how the how the artists chose to yeah. drive the narrative. Yeah. It's absolutely nothing to do with like the game's technical abilities or like how the game looks or how it sounds yeah, no, or how it feels. Even it's, worse than that, the people are the people who hate are like, Oh yeah, it looks great and the gameplay is amazing, but the story is <laughs> bad. And and the problem is is that it, it it's hard for me to like empathize with those kinds of people because all I'm reading is like their inability to open up their minds and see what's possible in art because they did the game makers did some stuff that is just like brutal. I just find it stupid because the only reason why the first game was so good is because these idiots didn't have a say in it. Like <laughs> yeah. Like I mean like it's it's not the creator's job to like fulfill your fucking fan fiction. Yes. It's the creator's job to tell a story, and was that story told effectively? Yes or no? See, if it's no, then fair. If, if 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 the argument was like this story was told ineffectively, it was jumbled, it was a weird like narrative, and like it was um, meaningless, then yeah. sure that makes sense. But if it's like I didn't like it because they did this and they did this and they did this, it made me feel bad. Yeah. I'm like that. It sounds like they did their job. Yeah. It's supposed like the 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 post apocalyptic. Like, zombie world is supposed to make you feel kind of bad. Yeah. I read a quote somewhere, or I read someone talking about something from on the, either Neil Druckmann or someone from the, the production team said, uh, was that they didn't want to create, the, they would rather create a terrible game than a mediocre game. And right. I 100% agree with that. They fucking swung for the fences. Mm-hmm. And what's great is that they did something very daring. Yeah. And I feel like we're talking around this because we can't get into details. But, yeah. like, they took risks and they did it. I think they did it really well, and they challenge they challenged us. Yeah, and some people that's like, art. That's, yeah, that's exactly. Art, right? And some like, people don't want to be challenged. Yeah, that's art. Know? Like it's 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 the most impactful art isn't just okay. Yeah, the most impactful art doesn't just please everybody. Yeah, you know, and it's still a fucking video game, and it's still super fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so that's what I did. I played Last of Us. I played it hardcore. Not difficulty. I just played it like (laughs) moderate difficulty, but moderate difficulty. But my, I played a lot. I played it quick. (laughs) I'm very curious. I'm I'm gonna take a bit of time on it. Yeah, and you you know, it's mostly because like I don't feel a rush to finish it, Mm -hmm. and also because I don't think we have enough listeners that care enough to like get into a spoiler review. Yeah, I know. Um, but I'm gonna take my time with it because um. Mostly because uh, I, I, I really just can't play video games for that long of a stretch. Mm. Like three, four hours, that's even that stretching it. Mm-hmm. Like at most I can do like two and a half hour sittings and then I got to like take a break for like a day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I think I got genuinely nauseous once. Mm-hmm. Like we played, like we played the game. I played for like maybe like a solid six hours, mm-hmm. and then uh, I went. I took a bus to go to a friend's house to have dinner, and I was just like, I'm a little like, <laughs> like because of the spinning, it's like catching up to me, <laughs> like the POV and the thing. You got to set your camera settings to to lower sensitivity. Yeah, though. and I saw you set it. I'm like, oh, that looks way better. <laughs> Wish I did that. I did that like the second the game loaded up because I realized that the camera was too quick. And then I tried adjusting the motion blur, but then that just made it look choppy. So I just adjusted the camera sensitivity. Yeah, the way you have it looks good. Be because good I, 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 I like like riding the horses and just like looking at the vistas. So there's gorgeous. a lot of that going on. Like the lighting and stuff is beautiful. Like just, yeah, the character design so great. Isn't it crazy that like this, it's, it's still on the current gen console. Like mm-hmm. I don't understand how like, graphics work (laughs) like you would think that like the first game was pushing it already yeah but then like oh even the first game they released on the ps3 yeah the remastered version yeah and this one even the first game on the ps3 was like the best looking game on the ps3 like like, how are they pushing the boundaries of like old hardware they did the exact same thing where like they've released their last of us months before the new system came out because ps5 is coming out in november it's all a ploy by sony I'm okay with this that. This way they sell two copies. I'm okay with that. Those bastards. I will buy The Last of Us 2 re- Part 2 Redux, whatever. <laughs> well, um, mm. in in lieu of um, people shitting on, uh, on, on works of art, uh, I have prepared a game this week. Oh my god, you're the game master over here. Yeah, I've prepared a game. Did you prepare a game? No, I okay. will prepare for one next week though, because yes, you've done two in a row now and I apologize. <laughs> I've, I've prepared a game. Games are fun. Of people shitting on art. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> and this game is called Sh- um, uh, Shitty Reviews. Well, well, well. Guess the movie. Oh, that sounds like fun. Superhero Edition. Ooh. Yes. So um, the rules of this game is I have gathered a bunch of one-star reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> These are user-generated reviews. Okay, not, not so not the official... Not official critic. Pro-critics, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, these are just user reviews. And I gathered a bunch of one-star ones um, of just a smattering of superhero movies. Cool, this sounds like fun. And um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, like, redact some of the context clues. That's fair. That's but fair. every movie, I have three different reviews, and they get easier and easier as we go. But okay. if you can guess before I get to the third one, then I, you, you win. I win. Play along at home. <laughs> Play along at home. See if you can guess it before John does. Da-da-da. All right, so we'll start fairly easy. Ba-ba. We'll start fairly easy. First movie. This one-star reviewer says, Continuous plot holes. I feel like I should do like a snotty, like, Continuous plot holes for a story that is excessively lengthened and that could be concluded in the first half hour. The filmmakers can't keep up with all the good work they had done with the previous movie. I was so distracted by your voice, but I barely heard the contact. Uh, I feel like that could apply to like any movie. Like anyone who's this butthurt can apply that to any superhero movie. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, you can ask for another hint, and then we'll keep going. I have three reviews per per movie, and they get easier as we go. Okay. Should I should I make a guess after each sure. one? And if you want you, to, are you going to tell me to. if I got it right, or are you going to? I'll tell you one? if you get it right. Okay, I'm going to guess that this was Avengers Endgame. 
Correct. Hey, let's, let's just hear the other two just for the sake okay, of... Okay, the second one was, it was long and drawn out, the time paradox was convoluted, and the oh, ending yeah. was terrible. <laughs> the next one says, really poor. I can only hope it's a fake ending, so they introduce a plot line to make things right in WandaVision, or what if. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, these fans. They know so much, yet they... F- Feel so little. Yeah, all right. Do they feel a lot too? Okay, next one. That's cool. Next a fun game. movie that we started easy. It gets a little harder as we go. Bring it. This one star reviewer says, "Most horrendous movie yet. The demon child that only screams is insufferable, and the entire atmosphere of the movie is completely and utterly depressing. If that's what they were going for, then great job." The demon child that only screams is just depressing? Is that what it said? The demon child that only screams is insufferable. <laughs> okay. And this is superhero, right? These, These are all be, superhero all movies. Could be kind of, what, what superhero movie had a screaming baby? Is it The Incredibles? That's my first guess. Nope. All right. Next clue. Next clue. This one star reviewer said, I'm sorry. I hated it. Like, that's how it ends what it seems to make all the other movies a waste all that for them to all be killed off on the end i wish i never watched it honestly kind of like the last five minutes of harry potter deathly hallows 2 what the fuck is this and also I'm again i'm very captivated by your voice I, just, I mean, I, I want to just call you out and say that uh, all your geeks are white, Nathan. You're racist. <laughs> I want to hear some Ebonics next one. Oh, God, I don't know. Mm-hmm. The whole movie, what, what is it? So that, there's a disappointing ending. There's some kind of screaming baby. They undid all the good work they did, blah, blah, blah. I f- I'm feeling this is in the Marvel realm, but I'm still not sure, and it's frustrating. All right, last one. All right. <laughs> this one star reviewer says, this movie is generous. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no. This is a be careful what you wish for kind of situation. Oh, God. This movie is genuinely nothing more than a predictable, depressing, gore-fest horror film that has little in common with the X-Men franchise. The pitch was likely, hey, what if we made a film where we actually show the gratuitous violence that the main character attacks would actually look like. Oh, it's so hard to think that people Skip thought this movie this was one. only one stars. That's Logan. What the fuck? <laughs> Correct. That was Logan. The screaming child. Yeah, screaming insufferable did, child. Did some screaming, I guess. Yep. Okay, so that one. Logan. Yeah. Gabriel. He just, he just names her friends' names. <laughs> Maria. Okay. okay, cool. Next one. This one is not too difficult. Okay. This I, one. I, I just want to point out that all your geeks have been male, and I think that's just sexist, Nathan. All right. All right. right. Next this, one, next one. This one star reviewer says, So predictable. <laughs> His mom don't care. You present a marriage as a bad thing. <laughs> this one is this one baffled me. You won't you won't possibly get it on the first one. Can you sorry? Can you do it again? So, so predictable. His mom don't care. Mom don't care. You present a marriage as a bad thing. That's okay. All right. Yeah. Definitely. Next clue. Okay. Next clue. His mom don't care. This one star reviewer says it was pretty bad. Bad script. Bad acting. Way worse than Marvel ones. Hypoth- uh, um, parentheses Marvel movies are also bad but they're entertaining fun to watch this one is a nut 
okay, so we're in the DC realm. <laughs> and uh, the mother's... I, even though it was nonsense, it's got to make me think that it's a Batman-Superman thing. So my guess is, yeah, Batman v. Superman, whatever the fuck that movie was called. Dawn of Justice? Yeah, that one. Is that it? No, it's not. <laughs> oh, his mama, his mama don't care. Who else said uncaring mamas? Okay, last one. Okay, next one. <laughs> this one-star reviewer says... I don't understand why people like this. When the boy transforms into the superhero, the character is completely different. It's like a whole new person with a different personality from quiet boy to an adult clown. Totally takes away from the whole movie. Cheesy and not funny. (laughs) That's so funny. He's like, don't they know that knives don't come out of your fists? (laughs) Zero stars. So this is, uh, so okay, so the movie you're describing is Shazam. Correct. (laughs) That first one is so funny. His mom didn't care. Yeah, verbatim it says, so predictable, comma, his mom don't care, question mark. (laughs) You present a marriage as a bad thing, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) I don't know what that means, but I believe that this person was truly hurt. Yeah, triggered. All right, this next one, I'm just going to read it in a normal voice because these these are long. Seems tiring, too. These next ones are long. Hit me with it. Next one. um, Okay, this one star reviewer says... It took a while, but eventually I understood why this film is so terrible, apart from the many gaping plot holes and ridiculous actions by the characters. You know, the ones that make you shout at the screen. (laughs) There are deeper problems that infest the superhero genre itself and are, are particularly egregious in this movie. Why does this place have so much crime? The script demands that we assume that it's simply because there are some horrible individuals living there exploiting others. Ultimately, this film tells us that capitalism would be fine if only those annoying criminals who take it, who take its lessons about entrepreneurialism and wealth creation <laughs> too seriously would stop breaking the law, and that white saviors are always the only solution to social problems. What the fuck? It's never about social solidarity. The people working together to take power back from those wealthy few who hoard it for themselves. One star. <laughs> Okay, so putting all those clues together, it's about a uh, crime-ridden city, and there's like social inequality. Is it Dark Knight? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Are the second ones? Are the, are the second? Are the next clues? Like, are they just as long? They're kind of exhausting. I'll, I'll, I'll kind of get, get the highlights. Yeah, I'll get a highlight. So this one is the next one. Star review says the most incompetently made movie of all time. Kristen Bale's performance was lackluster. Heath Ledger's performance was awful and not at all Oscar-worthy. Um. And then it goes on to say that they only gave him an Oscar because he died. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's so weird to see people so butthurt. Yeah, I mean... It's, I mean, that, that's, that, that's, ver- that's, what, just, that's what the internet's for, right? Yeah, it's for everyone to voice out their opinion. It's for everyone to have a say. But can I just say, that is the most unappealing quality in a character of a person to be like, you like that thing? I mm. don't like that you like that thing. You liking a thing makes me angry. Here's why you should, why I don't like the thing. How could you possibly not like that? I, uh, but uh, I'll kill yourself. But, okay, like, that's... Kill yourself. That's youth. I really think that's just, like, youth, you and that is just inexperience. Yeah, because I remember... A time Lack of my, empathy. Yeah, you know what it is? I don't understand how. Literally, I don't understand how you could like this thing. It's it's deeper than that. Mm. I think it's just that um, life is so narrow and small when you're young, right? Mm. Because you only experience so much of it, and like your interests and likes are just as narrow and just as small. So to understand why somebody would like something that you don't like. It's a lot harder, I guess. That's it requires what I'm a bit of maturity, I guess. Yeah, because I remember when I was younger. 
I remember when I was younger, like I thought I was so cool because I listened to Eminem <laughs> and listened to Red Hot Chili Peppers, and oh, if you listen to Britney Spears, and you're dumb, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't until like, I was like maybe seventeen, like sixteen, seventeen, around that age, when I just, you know, you people like what they like, fuck it, you know. Yeah. And like at now, at the tender age of twenty eight and a half, like. It's really... I've experienced more time where I don't give a shit anymore. Yeah, true. But I definitely remember a time when I was a kid when I was like, oh, that person likes that? Ooh. You know? And I yeah. guess some people just don't grow out of that. I guess so. It sucks too, but it's... And, it, and we're dealing with superhero notes yeah, here. So, like, it's a get, very, like, yeah. arrested development. They're special. <laughs> yeah. But it's such a weird thing to be like... To take, like... Mm, it's like it's almost delicious that they want to fight about something that's so bad. I hate that. It's like... It's 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 why I hate the YouTube channel Cinema Sins. Mm. That's the worst fucking channel. It's like it feels like poison. It feels like grossness. It's like nitpicky for this. But didn't they address this? Like, didn't they yeah, address? They did it a Cinema Sins. Does Cinema Sins? It doesn't matter. Like, it's, it's like it's just like their their point of view is just fucked up. Right. It's annoying. I always just saw it as like you know the internet has everything and it needs to fill every hole like literally sure. and figuratively yeah and like they were just filling that hole but like the fact that they're self aware of it makes it a little bit better because they did address it for a while like they're saying that like we know that like we we know that we're being nitpicky because sometimes they'll do like cinema sins on like a movie that is regarded as perfect yeah. and in their cinema sins video they will pretty much acknowledge that like this is a nitpick but hey it's a job. I don't know. I guess so. I guess there's that too. I mean, everyone deserves a job, I guess, but it's just repulsive to me. For every Cinema Sins video, there's a Cinema, cinema Wins. Cinema Wins, yeah, which yeah. I'm glad someone did that. But it's just like, it's seriously just like, wow, I never want to watch a movie with this person. <laughs> it's like, you can't enjoy that movie because that person walked in that way. Go away. <laughs> okay. Plot Moving on. Central. After, so we just did the Dark Knigget. Okay. This, <laughs> this is funny. Next one. Okay, I have to do a voice for this one All because right. it's great. For this next movie, this one-star reviewer said, and this one is in pretty much all caps. <laughs> I thought this was a Spider-Man movie. <laughs> I took my grandson and he heard all the F-bombs and S-words in the world. I will completely destroy this company with lawsuits and such and such. But I'm a good Christian grandmom who respects family values. I wasn't even allowed a refund. My grandson adores these superheroes and thinks of them almost like God. I should make him stop this nonsense and watch his act. Gosh darn government. What? And watch his what? Watch his act. Watch his act. What a dummy. Okay, so I'm pretty sure I know what this is, but I'm trying to think of a funnier answer. (laughs) I thought this was a Spider-Man movie. (laughs) How dare you? To be fair, like this is probably a troll review. Yeah, possibly. Because like, what grandma knows how to use Rotten Tomatoes? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So this has got to be Deadpool, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, Deadpool. <laughs> but, like, yeah, it's like, I thought this was a Spider-Man movie. How dare they trick me? Along came a spider from I think 1997, which was to do with murder. I'm not sure. Yeah. All right, cool. But but let me read one one-star review. Please from this do. Movie that made me kind of upset. Please do. 
Just when the superhero franchise hit their peak of being omnipresent and especially annoying, they saw Reynolds' performance as the Green Lantern and stole him from DC. Now his voice bleeds ears in the name of Marvel. Deadpool is a shock film for the mainstream audiences, something meant for 14-year-olds to watch and parrot at schools to act cool because they saw a Marvel movie that made a penis reference. Let's give this penis reference a round of applause because it was unexpected of Marvel, except it was expected because Marvel's main priority was to make it seem as typically on Marvel for the cool 14-year-old fanboys. That's probably, that's the voice that I yeah. had for him. That person's going to be president one day. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, you got to well, love the funny. internet. Some of these are just... This is a gold mine, though. I love Infuri- it. No, really. If you wanna, if you wanna look at like an interesting side of humanity, look up a movie that you personally love, and look at the user reviews and find the one star ones. It's kind of great. To- you can do it the other way too. Think of a movie you fucking despise and look for the five star reviews. They're pretty funny too. <laughs> yeah, I tried to do that, but like that's yeah, yeah. It's, that's just as interesting. Yeah, no, because what's what's the other? Po- there's another podcast. They're almost as big as us. Called "How Did This Get Made?" with Jason Mantzoukas and Paul Shear, and uh, oh, oh shit, what's the girl? Uh, anyway, yeah, and they Judah and Raphael. Yeah, Judah and Raphael. Yes, uh, and they, uh, yeah, that's what they do. They 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 talk about really terrible movies and they talk about how to get made, but in a nice way. Like that, this is very different from Cinema Skins. Yeah, and then yeah, my favorite Cinema segment. Skins is a different one, John. Yeah, that's that's a good one too, though. You got to pay a little bit to get it. <laughs> All right. Anyway, cool. Moving on. Moving on. This next one, Cinema Skins. This one star review says, I'm bringing back an old character. (laughs) This movie is way too overrated. Many scenes are way too fast to follow and straight up confusing. The story is not all that engaging and most of the characters have no development by the end of the movie. This movie started promisingly but the over the top fight at the end and weak story made it boring. Nothing more than a glorified comic. <laughs> I know this could technically apply to any movie yeah, on this no, list. I just like the like this comic book movie is a glorified comic book. <laughs> it's almost as if they took the pages, found humans, made them look like the characters, and then made the drawings move. <laughs> kind of became Trump there towards the end. Uh, okay, my first guess. Off the top of my head is a is one of the Supermans. So I'm just gonna say Superman, the first one with Harry Newcastle, whatever that's. Oh, called. I thought you were gonna say like the the one with um, Christopher uh, Reeves. Christopher Reeves. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty slow. No, <laughs> no, it's not. All right, moving on to the second one. Get second one. More. Okay, since you did Trump, I'll, I'll try a Trump. <laughs> I've never tried a Trump impression. Let's see what happens. Delivery slow. Nope, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't terrible there was a quality there was a quality how do you he was know, a how, little too sleepy I, I think. i've just never tried a trump like what the, I, the the key is to copy other impressionist impression the deliberate slower fps is plain out retarded robot chicken which is actually stop motion has a less annoying frame rate oh and the cheeky style of the movie was garbage don't see where all the praise comes from 
Oh, okay. I think I know what this is. And that's a decent Trump. You're getting there. <laughs> yeah, I'll work on it. It's pretty good. <laughs> yes, you can do the Seth Meyers. And then, <laughs> but, and then like Trevor Noah's got like a, he's got a more aggressive one. He's like, standing in, walking down a ramp. Oh God, can I just say his recent shit? We'll talk about it after this game. But like okay. Trump's action, actions this week are been fucking crazy. They have but, been pretty hilarious. <laughs> my guest for this movie is uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Correct. Correct. So I will agree that the uh, took frame rate took a little while to get used to i mean your eye adjusts in like two minutes yeah it took a while to get used to yeah <laughs> for me it was like five minutes right but i get distracted by shit like that i'm always the guy that's like why well, they choose this aspect ratio and then it goes away <laughs> like, like the frame rate seems like it's 30 fps as opposed to 24 <laughs> I, I i got over that pretty quickly um, the last one star review says overhyped trash. The animation was choppy and not pleasing to the eye and the liberties they took with the characters and their designs are so hilariously off from the source material. Any true fan of Spider-Man and the character of Peter Parker should find this movie offensive Jesus. despite its pandering attempts at fan service. I feel like a lot of these people are like, they, they made Spider-Man black and <laughs> zero negative, <laughs> negative KKK stars. I just hate that. Like, yeah. Oh, because it wasn't exactly like the thing that we wanted. Yeah. Like Fuck that's, off. but, but then it Again, like that's very like early MCU criticisms. Mm. Remember that, like before Earth Six One Six existed, and like before people kind of just accepted that the MCU was their own canon. People were really upset that there were certain things in the movies that were not like the comics. I, I, what the fuck are they complaining about? It's like ugh. that was back in two thousand eight, man, when the world had less problems. I can't. I can't. Even, Robert Downey Jr. is an actor. <laughs> He is not Iron he is Man. Not a billionaire. Zero stars. Not yet. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's pretty close now, though. Yeah, pretty, uh, pretty close. You have any more movies? Yes, I have one final. Hit one. me with it, baby. There's one. I haven't been keeping track of your points, but I'm, I'm guessing okay. you're winning. Doing okay. Um. Oh wait, no, I have two more. All right, let's do it. All right, second last one. This one star reviewer says. For audience under eleven years old. Oh, this one's Singaporean. Okay. Fancy suits. High-tech guns and ancient tactics of fighting in a great fiasco movie. <laughs> ancient tech? What did you say? Ancient tactics? Asian Fancy tech? suits, high-tech guns, and ancient tactics of fighting in a great fiasco <laughs> movie. Okay, I don't know. Okay, I'm going to guess first Kingsman, <laughs> which is a comic book. Yeah, it is. It is. But no, you're but wrong. No, ancient te- Yeah. Anyway, next one. All right, next one-star review says... Weird. In the future, there are ancient tribes and people have to fight like animals to be crowned. Eh? Bravo for the meaningless work. Total garbage. Have to be crowned? Mm-hmm. What the fuck is this? In the future. Okay, so it's said in the future, based off a comic book. I don't know. I don't know. You, you can't glorious. take all of what they're saying about these movies as facts about I, I, the movies. Yeah, true. Because <laughs> they don't get it. I just, I'm just, I'm also now. I'm just, con- in, I'm just interested in the idea that, like, when I try to do a stupid person's voice, it just becomes Trump. <laughs> like, in the future, you gotta do this. <laughs> okay, net, last one, last, last clue for this movie. All right, you're gonna get this immediately. <laughs> Waste of Andy Circus's insane acting talent. 
rushed so much its final fight looks ripped from a PS3 game's cutscene. Don't disagree with And that. also a victim of social polarization. Oh, I disagree Remember when that. South Park made fun of blaming racism for any criticism towards the movie? <laughs> there was some truth to it, you know. Oh, gosh. Both sides were equally blind, one hating it, the other defending it, while in reality, this movie is just below average mediocrity. It's pretty bad, but by any means, Again, terrible. I just, I just think people who criticize, they're just, to me, they're just racist, that's what I'm saying. So this is Black Panther, yes. very clearly. Uh, I don't disagree about the PS3 graphics. They got rushed at the end there, which uh-huh. is a shame. God, these people are weird. <laughs> what, yeah. is what does it say? People in the future have to fight with ancient techniques. Yeah, uh, it says uh, fancy suits, high-tech guns, and ancient tactics of fighting. Also, it says in the future, there are ancient tribes and people have to fight like animals to be crowned. In the future, there are ancient tribes. Okay, cool. Basically, they don't like Wakanda Wakanda. maintained its heritage and culture. They don't like Wakanda as a thing. (laughs) They think that in the future, it has to be all like space pledges. Yeah. And space contracts. Oh, God. No fights to the death. It's not even the future, by the way. It's present day. (laughs) It's not the future. (laughs) It's a Marvel movie set in present day. Is it in the present day, though? Aren't they like kind of a bit off in the future, like like eight years into the future? I don't know. If I remember correctly, it's set in 2022 or 20... I can't remember. Anyway. All right. Final movie. Final movie. The one star reviews. Oh, wait. Yeah. Now that I think about it, didn't like the end game give years and stuff? They were like the New York thing was was this year. It was definitely like not... Our present exact year. Really? Wasn't Endgame... Didn't they like make it so that Endgame was this year or something? I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not... Anyway, final movie. I'm not that we'll look big into of a it. nerd. We'll look into it. All right. This one-star reviewer says, This is the worst movie I've ever seen. The villain doesn't show up till the last 15 minutes of the film. It's just a science movie that nobody will understand for the first 45 minutes. And the story execution is awful. Fantastic Four. Yeah. <laughs> See, look, we can all agree on something. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm like, why does this review sound accurate? <laughs> <laughs> we can all agree on some things. <laughs> oh, jeez. That was a... Cr- I still can't believe we watched that, Nathan. I think there was you, me, and like four of the people in the theater. Yeah. And we're like... Uh. But also, take a look at this um, <laughs> one-star review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, worst movie I have ever watched. Why is Johnny Black? <laughs> I, I get the whole diversity part, but he's Invisible Woman's brother. <laughs> Shrug emoji. Can someone explain to me how that's possible? <laughs> Babies come from one man, a woman, man. Everyone's gonna be white, and gonna be black. Uh, but yeah, stars. that that was uh, shitty reviews. Guess the movie. That Superhero was fun. Hero edition. That was fun. I hope you guys had fun playing along at home. And if nothing else, I hope you enjoyed Nathan's uh, cacophony, cacophony, cornucopia of amazing voices. <laughs> BT Dubs Endgame was set in 2023. Ah, there you go. There you go. That was fairly accurate on my Not part. So I said 2022. Pretty good. Pretty good. Okay. So speaking of Trump's stupidness. I mean, there was a time, especially when you first got elected on this podcast, where we would just talk about him every week. But, like, mm-hmm. there's no point. No. There's, like, crazy shit. But, like, this week between – did you see his speech at West Point? No, I, he, I saw bits of the Tulsa one. I'm guessing you saw clips of the, the West Point one because he talks about it so much in Tulsa that people have to be like, this is what he was talking about. In West Point, he spoke for hours apparently. And at the end – like, he drank water like a weirdo. Mm-hmm. Like, he used two hands – like, I mean, honestly, he explained it in Tulsa. 
It's 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 not so much the action. It's how he tries to justify the action afterwards that drives me insane. What drives me insane is people's reaction to how he justifies the actions. Whatever it is, it eventually led to a bunch of people cheering him for drinking a glass of water. Yep, that was the conclusion. (laughs) So basically, just to catch you guys up if you're not uh, down with the Trump news, is that he gave two, in the past week or so, he gave two speeches, uh, rallies. Uh, The most recent one was at Tulsa. Before that one was at West Point. But he spent a good amount of his speech time in Tulsa, Oklahoma, talking about the media's reaction to what he did in fucking West Point. Mm-hmm. The West Point one, it was one, he drank a glass in a weird way because apparently he was keeping his tide tried dry. Mm-hmm. The second one is that in, to get off the stage, they set up a ramp and he looked like a fucking baby walking down. Like, like not like okay. a baby. With a, regards he looked to, like a 90-year-old guy trying to walk yeah. down a ramp. With regards to the ramp stuff, I don't have much hate for that because he's an old man. Yeah. He's an old guy, honestly. I don't like, care either, but the it, way he's reacted to it is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it's the reactions, it's the kind of like petulant behavior that it's 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 par for the course. It's very consistent, so you know, whatever. I've, I I don't give a fuck anymore. Um, my but my favorite part was him like at Tulsa. He was like, they were talking the media. The media was talking about me and I drink water. I drink water. I didn't want to get my time And then he's like, who put this water here? He said that. Who put this water here? And then he's like, let me show you how I can drink with one hand. And he took a sip and then he threw the glass on the ground. <laughs> and Nathan, the people cheered. They went nuts. Honestly, man, at this point, like, I, I can give two shits about this stuff, the hijinks that he gets up to because yeah. it's, it's just, it's so consistent. Like, he could fucking, like, kick a child in the stomach tomorrow and I'll be like, all right, you that's, deserve that's it. bad, but that sounds about right. Um, what I have been more fascinated, more or like critical of lately mm. is like the media's coverage of him. The media's like kind of um, uh, like how they, they are just constantly covering that, that, that bushfire. <laughs> it's, it's okay. For example, um, he did hold that Tulsa, Oklahoma rally. Yeah. And it was highly put out in the media. They're like, oh, it was a failure. It was a failure. It was a failure. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think it was a failure. If anything, it was a very alarming kind of like show of how many people there are still out there. It's not a lot of people, but it's still a good fucking amount of people considering yeah. the fact that A, Tulsa, Oklahoma, the week before he did that rally, mm-hmm. they were up 92% in coronavirus cases. <laughs> yeah. And still, he was able to get uh, 6,200 6, people mm. into that stadium. I know it was like a third of what they were expecting. Yeah, 19,000 is the capacity. It was a third of what they were expecting. Less even, but yeah, Less. we'll get into that. But still, it, it, it's it's worrying. Like, And the media is still saying like, oh, it's a, it was a flop, it was a flop. And like, it's... You and 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 what pisses me off is that I know that that kind of coverage is only gonna like make them more defensive and make them more petulant about it, and then yeah. it just becomes this like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Like, so really, it's, it's become a whole like just petty fight. But like, what can you do though? Like, just stay quiet. You think? I really think if the me because okay, it's pretty much like a um hundred percent. Like I think without. A, a, a shred of doubt in my mind that if the media did not cover Trump as much as they did during the elections, he mm. would not have won. He got like countless, like priceless hours of publicity because of the media's endless fascination with him. But I just, I just, and now I, that he's the president, yeah. it's, a lot, it's a lot harder to avoid, definitely. But like, they essentially created this monster. I don't know. I feel like you can't not, though. Like, you can't not cover it. 
<laughs> you can't look away. You can't, you, I mean, you, if you have to cover it, and if you're not, someone else will, and then that's where all the eyes will go. So, so from a business point of view, it makes sense to cover them, right, for the news agencies and stuff. But, like, fortunately, for better or worse, the motherfucker is making news, you know? I suppose, but it's more so, like, how you cover it, right? Yes. Because, like, they dwell, and they spend hours because they know there's a there's a fascination. But, like, they're also shaping how we consume this content, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I don't know if there's a better way to do it, but I know that there's definitely a different way to do it. But I think they just have to keep up the fight, you know what I mean? I it's because, like... I suppose. No, neither side is going to put down their arms. When I say neither yeah, side, yeah, I'm literally yeah. talking about reds and blues, yeah, uh, reds yeah, and yeah. blues over there. So it's like fucked up. Well, speaking of keeping up the fight, you and your community have something to be very proud of. Yeah, <laughs> this week, Who, the Filipinos. No, the the BTS fandom. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I was like, let's stop talking this nonsense. Let me get to it. Why I really want to talk about this? Okay, so let me let's let's talk numbers here. Uh-huh. So Wait, the, just quick pause in case you don't know why BTS, we're going. In. We're, we're about to BTS. talk about how the BTS fandom. K-pop in general, K-pop, um, K-pop fandom, yeah, and Trump are going to intersect. John. Yeah, it's it's crazy, but I love it. <laughs> so Tulsa, the Tulsa, whatever the name of the fucking stadium is, holds nineteen thousand people. Um, they the the White House put out like an like feelers of how many people wanted to come, and they got like a million people wanting to come, mm-hmm. like reserving tickets, uh-huh. <laughs> one million. Uh-huh. <laughs> And because so of that, like, they even like prepared an overflow. Yep, like an. They're like, like, like all right, we're gonna have to fill up the stadium, and then we're gonna have an uh, people outside where people can gather, and the tr- and then Trump will give two speeches. They set up a stage outside and everything. Yeah, yeah. and as we mentioned before, only six thousand two hundred people showed up. Thank God, because Corona's still out there. Uh-huh. This is these are official numbers. This is from the fire marshal. Uh-huh. So these are official numbers, and yeah. it turns out one one of the big reasons, like I don't know how big it was. Like I have the lack of people showing up, but a big reason was that, or at least why they got like so many people saying they wanted to come was like K-pop army. (laughs) I mean, you know, K-pop fans were like reserving the event and then just not going. Because mm-hmm. if people know how to fucking get tickets for an event, it's K-pop people. But my big question is so cool. My big question is like, how did this start? TikTok, um, baby. Were you really? Yeah. So yeah, explain. Like it's just it's just people start. It, it basically, from what I understand, it basically became a challenge. Okay. Like someone was like, "This is what I'm doing. We should do this." Did, Be- did, did like Jungkook post this challenge or something? <laughs> no, 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 no. People always do it on their behalf, which is great. Right. But I mean, I mean, I think, I think what really got them mobilized. And again, I'm not an expert on this. I'm an expert in the music, not the movement. Uh-huh. Um, BTS. But, well, how about the music movements? Uh, you know, four four time. Uh, uh, <laughs> The Vaulty, for you know, for, okay. BTS gave one million dollars to the Black Lives Matters. Yeah, and people are and people and like you know, K-pop fans are like, that's cool. I want to get interested in this. I want to fight the fight, and that's basically how we got here. I'm yeah. pretty, you know, yeah. But it was so cool to see. Like, I just watched a couple of TikTok videos where people were like, "Oh my god, I can't wait! I just reserved tickets for Tulsa, and I can't wait to not go." And I'm like, <laughs> you go, sister. <laughs> It's, uh, it's a little bit petty, but it's also kind of funny. But also, at the end of the day, stay the fuck home. There's a mega virus. Yeah, <laughs> it really is kind of baffling how like ideology trumps mm, Trump a lot of things. Yeah. Um, but, it, but it's yeah. it's fucking crazy. It's just like yeah. that's the leader, man. The leader's like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. I'm not going to wear a mask. But but I find it because amaz- I, I I did see in the news that yes, BTS donated a million dollars to the Black Lives Matter movement, and I think that is so important. Um, yeah. It's not not just because like you know it's an important movement and all that it is, but it's so important for like 
young people nowadays to be mobilized in, in a way that like I feel like our generation w- wasn't really. Yeah. I feel like a big thing, and maybe I'm speaking from a very skewed perspective as a public figure here. Mm. From a very young age, I was always told, stay away from politics, stay away mm. from politics, don't mm. talk about that stuff, don't be involved, just stay away, Talk. don't talk yeah. about that stuff. And I believed it for the longest time. You know, you just don't talk about that stuff. Stay away from it. But fucking hell, it's, it's 2020. We're living in a very different time now. We're living in this global village where there's so many interconnected like themes and, 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 and problems that plague us as humanity, not just individual societies anymore. That like, if, if you choose to not speak about these things, it's, you're just not participating. Yeah. And you're like, just not participating in like humanity. Absolutely. And especially like people like us, we're artists, man. We have a point of view. Yeah. We have a platform. Let's talk about it. Let's yeah. be informed. Let's, let's be, you know, let's yeah. be nice about it. But, yeah. but, but it really is very heartening to see because like baby. a lot Get of the responses, is, uh, responses, is, a lot of the responses that I see like on social media come from younger people. Mm-hmm. And maybe sometimes it's misguided. Maybe sometimes it's a bit weaponized towards like the wrong thing. But it honestly, I'm just happy that like there's a generation of people that are mobilized. Yeah. Because um, at the same time, a lot of like followers from my generation, they'll straight up like, I, I will straight up lose followers if I like post something about like, politics or right. like share stories about this. yeah pretty much yeah. Like i'll get responses like oh like you know I, I thought better of you or like you know i didn't think you were gonna like like get into this dirt or, or those kinds of things and like straight up in the last month i've lost like i think two thousand followers or something like that and it's it's it it i'm, I'm not butthurt over the fact of lost followers but my heart is a bit broken over the fact that people still think that they don't have to be actively participating mm in a conversation that affects humanity and or like you know if you do participate like just like you know it's participation for like a participation trophy's yeah. sake you know I mean, you just talk about it the week it's hot but no like these things like they span across like years and years and years like movements like these are not like the news cycle they don't disappear once the next trendy news thing comes in mm-hmm. i i know it's kind of like you know if you just get your news from like social media you might be under the impression that black lives matter is fixed you might be under the impression that like it's all okay now that like oh because aunt jemima and uncle ben no longer exist (laughs) racism is dead no man like these things like people are still out in the streets people are still trying to fight for their rights and like this is something that you'll be hearing about for a very very long time and if it upsets you you should really like not just say like it upsets you but think about why it upsets you and really like dive into like why it is you don't wish to participate in a conversation. Yeah. I mean, to play devil's advocate, is there like, uh, is there other people who are like, man, I read CNN for three hours and I came here just listening to some music. Could mm, that be a thing? I don't know. Maybe they don't yeah. usually give that much context. It's mov- mostly just like unfollowed full stop <laughs> or like, I didn't think you would be into in, in, in this or like, you know, um, like why must you talk about these things? Right. Yeah. Eh. Yeah, honestly, I really think like th- th- sure. If this was like two thousand and four, sure, maybe you yeah. know when like everyone kind of wants to like just live in this dream world. But we're living in such an interconnected time right now. Mm-hmm. To not be political is just to not participate. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah, and the thing that politics affects everyone, everybody. And you have to keep developing and understanding and figure out your place in the world and what you want to do with it. You know, mm-hmm. yeesh. Hmm. <laughs> you, see, you see you see Trump come off the helicopter with his tie off and stuff. He looks so sad. <sighs> I think this might be the only time I actually felt sad for the guy. A little bit. I'm like, look at him, this poor old man. But then again, you know, it's just a snapshot. Yeah. 
it's like a single frame Moment. in his uh, uh, yeah and like he could have like walked back to his office and like celebrated with champagne at McDonald's after <laughs> I don't know like oh yeah but no not champagne he doesn't drink nah, it's too, he's too bougie yeah. it's not too, it's, he, that's too bougie for him uh, uh. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I don't know. I I'm just happy know. that like um, uh, Brett Weinstein, um, he was recently on Joe Rogan's podcast. Harvey's. Again. No, no, no. He's, no not, he's not related to Weinstein No relation. Okay. okay. Um, uh, I think he's a political analyst or something like that mm-hmm. or social scientist. I don't know. I don't know what he does, but he's smart and he talks about like history and like politics and a lot of things. Um, but he was on Joe Rogan's podcast, like basically like advocating for like an Andrew Yang ballot again. <laughs> so like that's like back in like the news and uh it's a pipe dream but man i you know what the thing is i think biden's only gonna can only do one term assuming he wins i don't see him doing a second term because he's very old yeah yeah but also he's not the guy he's the guy to like write the ship no and maybe bring him normalcy the, the, but he's not the guy to like inspire no, no, change no, no, no. He's they're, not a they're essentially he's if, not a bernie if, figure he's if they a, want change they're essentially gonna have to like vote for the vice president at this point it's yeah. a presidency for the vice presidency. Yeah, which I'm gets. wondering. I mean, there people are talking. He he made a promise that it would be a woman. So uh, it's either Klobuchar or Warren. It seems to be the front runners. I wish he made a promise that it was an Asian. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> I promise. My vice president is going to be Asian. <laughs> if you pick me to be like no, now Biden sounds like Trump. If you pick me to be the Democratic nominee, I promise I'm going to get a chink. I'm in an Asian. <laughs> Uh, I'm just such a fanboy, and he's just such a smart guy. I wonder who Andrew Yang would would be his uh, who would he run with? I don't know, but um, he has a podcast out now called uh, I forgot what it's called. I think it's called Yang Speaks or something like that. But it's fantastic. He gets like guests from all different sectors and mm. talks about like the future of the world, not just the U.S. Like the f- the future of the world, the future of like technology, the future of data. It's fucking fascinating. Yeah. To be fair, every appearance I've seen him on, like whether it be a podcast or like on, t- on a YouTube thing, he's great. He's so hard to, I did. I, I'm a, I'm a late to onboard the Yang train. Like, no, dude, I, th- trust I think me, I was like, you look too much like me. You can't be good. Dude, trust me. Any video that you find of that, I know this is like four months too late now, <laughs> but trust me, any video you find of that guy, he, he has, I've never seen him once dodge a question. He oh, never even like walks around a question. He answers yeah. it directly, whether it's a positive or a negative answer. Mm. Sometimes he'll just say straight up, like realistically, I can't do that, but here's what we can do to go towards it. Mm. It's, he's just like, you know, it's, he's just a fucking straight shooter. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder what is how, because I feel like most people like discounted him because they don't know what he's like on policy and like you know, international politics. He's answered every question on that as well. I want to look into it, but yeah, I wonder who he would. I feel like a Yang Warren ticket would be very exciting. He even has like policies for UFC fighters (laughs) on Fight Island. (laughs) I can't believe Fight Island's a thing, by the way. Yeah, I can't wait. Abu Dhabi. I cannot wait. It's on Yas Island. Yas. Yeah. It's on the same island that they hold all the F1 races in Abu Dhabi. Eh, Makes sense. Isn't it crazy that UFC is the only sport that's happening, like, the only, like, live sport that's happening, like, in the US? Actually, that's something I wanted to talk about because, US, yes. But, like, um, soccer came back. Where? Uh, It's open now in Germany. Uh, England had opened last week. I'm not sure about the other leagues, but yeah, it's starting to come back. Hmm. No, no audience allowed. Right. Um, but yeah, they're trying to like the Premier League is trying to cram in, so they have like two matches per week until the end of the season. I would imagine soccer without an audience would be 
kind of tough to watch. Dude, they do like a laugh track kind of thing. Like they pipe in audience Shit, sound. That's not. I don't know how they do it. I don't know if it's artificial or if they have people watching and they set <laughs> microphones or something. I'm not sure how it works, but there's sound. And it actually, it's kind of like, it becomes like white noise. Uh-huh. Like without it, it will be weird. And just once you like, okay. But it, is this sound like when they get closer to the goal, it's like, yeah. ah! Yeah, yeah they, just, they ah! Like when they just really? miss and stuff like that. It's interesting. So basically, they just installed like the FIFA software into it. Like the I th- FIFA I guess. crowd software. Yeah. But I wanted to say, it was actually quite interesting what happened. Um, so I watched the United match. This was last, I think it was Friday. Mm-hmm. And the kickoff was so crazy because first thing they did before kickoff was like um, they had a moment of silence slash a moment of applause for all the people for COVID. Right. Right. They, I, it was for the, you know, um, it was a, it was basically like COVID memorial. Right. And they showed, they showed photos of people who were, I guess, worked for the club mm-hmm. who had passed away. They put their photos on the Jumbotron. Right. And then they did that. And then the referee blew their whistle and all 22, 23 people, including the referees on the pitch, took a knee uh-huh. for Black Lives Matter. Right. So there's an empty crowd. They applauded for people who died from a disease and they fucking kneeled for a, a social movement. Right. This is crazy. Yeah. It's crazy to see it all in one place, man. It's a, it's it's the time that we're living in, man. Yeah. It's 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 really like a chapter, a pretty big fucking chapter in history. Yeah. Like this shit is going to be in textbooks, and yeah. we can say that we lived through it. <laughs> and what's crazy, and one thing, if you'll indulge me for a second, one mm-hmm. thing I wanted to point out, something I'm particularly proud of, is that on Manchester United, which has been my team forever, uh-huh. there's a player called Marcus Rashford, and he's like uh-huh. a twenty, I think he's twenty two years old now. Yeah, twenty two. And he did this thing where he basically he enacted real policy in the UK because like schools are I'm trying to figure out the exact I'm trying to remember the exact details, but basically schools are 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 about to go on break because they're finishing in the UK or something like that. And he basically got Boris Johnson to make it so that lower income families could still get food from schools, even though they're out of school or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they fought back for a bit, but then eventually Boris Johnson was like, Yes, Marcus Rasser, you're right, we should do that. And he enacted real change. And it was such an amazing moment. Wow. I mean, you talk when you're talking about people who like need to like participate, they're yeah. doing it. Damn. And I keep thinking about that one fucking stupid, I think it was a Fox News woman who told LeBron James, this was years ago, when he was talking about Colin Kaepernick and, and Black Lives Matter, to shut up and dribble. I'm like, yeah. oh, woman, you started something. The Fox News anchor. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome that you can do that, man. Yeah. It's a beautiful time in sports. And like speaking about like weird COVID things happening in sports, yeah. I find it hilarious that like in the UFC... When they do like the face off and the weigh ins, they have masks on. They're wearing masks. <laughs> yeah. When in like less than twenty four hours, they're gonna be like in each other's faces, Just like on each other. grappling and punching. Dana's and... not wearing them though. Huh? Dana's not wearing them. Yeah, but he's in the middle, just being like looking yeah. at Dana White. Also, he's getting tested like every week. Yeah. So like should be every day. Yeah. <laughs> I think Bill Burr had a funny, such a funny comment when he went on Joe Rogan's podcast, mm-hmm. and Joe was like, "Ah, I don't wear a mask." Blah, blah, blah. And Bill Burr's just like, "Look at you! You're so tough with your exposed mouth and throat." Because <laughs> that's what it is, right? It's like I don't want to wear it. I'm not a pussy. Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, I I, I enjoyed how Bill Burr called him out like very quickly. He yeah. was like, "I'm not going to." talk to you without, without a medical my, degree, my degree you without, without my medical degrees degree. yeah like it was, that was, was a great clip yeah it was fantastic and like it was nice to, to hear him get put in his place <laughs> <laughs> yeah and they're friends so they can do that and bill burr is very intelligent mm-hmm. like, i love bill burr's take and like i had always known about bill burr bill burr blah, 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 blah. i'd always known about bill burr but i never really got into a stand-up so now i'm checking it out 
Netflix. Oh, he's fantastic. If you if you want to get a nice entry point into his stand up, mm-hmm. um, watch every appearance he's done on Conan. Oh, watch sense. every appearance he's done on Conan because like I still like I I, I fight me, but I think Conan is like the best <laughs> late night host um, currently. He is probably the only host that like allows the guest to shine, mm. as opposed to Fallon, who doesn't really know how to interview, <laughs> uh, or Colbert, Col- uh, Colbert, who always wants to be smarter than the guest, which yeah. is a terrible look. Um, or, that, that is true. It's really, really tough to watch. That's why I love Conan's podcast. Or um, James Corden, who is just kind of like it's very light, vanilla, very fluffy, yeah, vanilla. Um, but Conan is really the only one that like makes the like a very effortless effort to make the guest shine mm, especially totally when it's a comedian i totally agree with that especially when it's a comedian he he gives them like he just he's constantly just pitching them pitching them pitching them and then waiting for them to hit it out of the park nice and it's so fun to watch and um it's the best with like real comedians like bill burr um norm mcdonald some of the best shit um yeah it's amazing i will check that out mm-hmm Conversely, if you want to cringe out of your face, like look up most awkward interview on Conan ever. Who was that with? I forgot. It's like this actress that is, you know, you don't know about her anymore. <laughs> but it, it's it. I had to watch it in like shifts. Like I couldn't watch the whole seven too minute. Too much cringe. Clip. It's it really. It's cringe. the most cringy thing because you're seeing this guy constantly trying to set her up and like pull her out of this awkward hole, but she keeps digging herself back in and All deeper right. and deeper. Well, it's in the show notes, folks. Go check it out. Because in the future, John has found it and put a link. <laughs> Good luck. Well, the most awkward? Yeah, most awkward okay, Conan interview. All right. Well, speaking of stuff to review, uh, to, to watch, Nathan, what do you recommend people, people watch? <laughs> um, I'm getting worse at segues. Man, I didn't really watch anything new this week you i started from the archives no i i started watching the new season of the sinner because that just came out we'll talk about the first and second season because i this is a show that's like kind of been on my radar but i never jumped in i find it excellent it's not a whodunit kind of murder mystery but it's a why where done it no it's a why done it what's this location where are we it's a room <laughs> So like 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 most murder mysteries are always trying to find out who killed this person, who did it, like like, and they'll present you a bunch of different like possibilities, and then they keep you hanging all the way. But this show, The Sinner, which is out on Netflix, you know exactly what happened. You just don't know why. They don't. They they plop you right at the scene of the crime, but you don't know why it happened. And over the course of the season, it slowly unfolds as to why it happened. Mm. Um, that said, this third season, a bit different. Quite a bit different. It's a when done it. I don't know what it is yet. Seems it's like very it strange. On Friday night. The the closest thing I can describe this third season. How many episodes are you into it? Like four. Okay. The closest thing I can describe this latest season is like, it's. I think it's riffing off this play called Never the Sinner. Mm, okay. Yeah, there's this play called Never the Sinner that... Um, it's it covers uh it's it's about a very famous case a true life case in the US um committed by Leopold Loeb and mm-hmm. somebody else i can't remember do, do they reference all this in the show or no 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 i just think it's a lot uh, like it's riffing off a lot of it it's like a very famous case that was lawyered by Clarence Darrow like back in the early 1900s or something like that Clarence Darrow was a real person yeah to kill a mockingbird was he not i don't know <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I felt that I thought this was a, 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 
a nonfiction play. I might be wrong. No, no. I, if anything, I think you're right, and I'm a dumbass. Yeah, Never the Sinner, um, because Never the Sinner was a, 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 is a play based on a very famous case uh, on these two brothers or Definitely two best person. friends who um, committed crimes based on like the philosophy of Nietzsche. Oh God. Yeah. Um, and the this Ubermensch. third season is, yeah, exactly, the yeah. Ubermensch theorem. And this third season of The Sinner is kind of riffing on that a little bit. Interesting. A little bit. I'm, just, I'm not sure what to think of it yet. It's very different, but it's very interesting. And Matt Bomer is gorgeous. He is a lovely looking man. He is. His eyes his hair. just pierce through my fucking soul. Like, I just get it. His double is always like the right length. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah, it's a good recommendation. I will check it out. I've mean to for, for a long time. I think I was like, for a long time. I was like, "What the fuck happened to Jessica Biel? Mm. She's in the center." Yeah, don't no spoilers whether she's in the second or third. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, she's producing the show. So. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's what she's doing, Mrs. Timberlake. Yeah. Uh, I have one to recommend. It's something that you recommended to me a long time ago, off air, and then I t- finally got into it. It's a show on Amazon Prime called Upload. Upload. It's so fun. It's it's a fun little like watch. Yeah, like legit. I had heard no one talk about it. Yeah, but it's a great show. Well budgeted. It's by Greg Daniels, who again did the American Office, starring the brother of the Green Arrow. Yes, mm-hmm. that Robert, for the longest time I was like, why do I know your face? <laughs> it's because he filled the city. Whatever the fuck. Um, yeah, so it's Robbie Amell and um, this wonderful new actress who is named, watch me stall while I Google. She's just like one of, yeah, I don't know where I've seen her from, but she's in it. <laughs> yeah, her name's Andy Allo, but she's wonderful. It's like a two, it's basically a two-hander. Uh, so it's, 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 people have likened it similar to The Good Place, a little bit of Black Mirror, but it's very different from vibe from both of those things. It's really its own unique thing. Yeah. It's a 30-minute sitcom. It's on, it's it, I, I, actually, I wouldn't even say it's a sitcom. I think it's very serialized. Cause, yeah, because the sitcom says... Would you call The Good Place a sitcom? <laughs> I don't know. I feel it really pushes the boundaries. Because I think one of the defining characteristics of a sitcom is that at the end, everything resets. Right. And both these shows are very much not that way. Right. It's very progressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, you put people in a situation, there is comedy from that, but it's still very different. And I think this is the kind of format that I'm very interested in. I think it's the most wonderful way to tell stories these days. It's just it's sort a of long, progressive, yeah, long form storytelling. Long form storytelling, but it's still like each 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 episode is like very consumable, thirty minutes. Yeah, uh, it's very bingeable. I like. There's ten episodes, thirty minutes long. I did it in one day. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah. So anyway, in the near future, they found a way to transfer your consciousness from your body into a machine and into a server that is like heaven. So they basically upload your consciousness into a virtual heaven. Yeah. And this happened to our main character. And part of it is him finding his feet there. And there's like, it starts out as a light comedy of like, oh, there's yeah. glitches and it's yeah. not really perfect and stuff. But it slowly evolves into something much more than that. Yeah. There's a conspiracy as to why he was killed. But the main, and, and stuff like that. So if you're into that kind of thing, it definitely keeps you around, uh, grounded. There's fun supporting characters. But the thing, the heart of this show is truly like, the love story between the two main characters and how they fall in love. Mm-hmm. So the main the the main guy is the person who's been uploaded, whose consciousness is now in heaven, and uh, part of that service brought to you by a, a, a this company called Horizon, which is like <laughs> a very veiled attempt at like it's kind of like it's I like how they did it. They're like welcome to AT and TNT, and then there's like it's like Oscar Mayer or something. They all these companies anyway. So one of the employees for the company who runs the server, her is like he's basically a customer service agent like. He's like, it's like her Siri, except it's a real person. Mm-hmm. They call her an angel. Mm-hmm. So anytime you need help, you call her. And they form a relationship and it's really beautiful and see how it develops. And it's, it's, it's really cool. 
If you have Amazon Prime, it's definitely one of the easier, lighter shows to check out. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of stuff on Amazon Prime, for some reason, is heavy. Yeah, this man in the high castle. Yeah. Between that and the tick. Yeah, and Fleabig. Fleabig. Yeah. All righty. Yeah, so, and it's season one. It's over. There's going to be season two, so... Yeah, I mean, this, the next season of every show is going to be delayed by like another year. So Thanks a lot, COVID. Just stay patient, y'all. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I interrupted your alrighty. Oh yeah, I was going to say like, let's wrap it up. Alrighty. Alrighty. Because my back is starting to feel a bit. Yeah, you're a very poor thing. I see you squirming around over there <laughs> trying to find ways to get comfortable. It's not, it's not really. I just need to be prone for a bit. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you for letting us into your ear holes once again. Yeah. This is cool. By the way, I'm I'm John. That's Nathan. And if you're in Singapore, enjoy phase two safely. Yes. Um, Say hi to your friends for me. Give Uh, them a hug, but like not a spitty one. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm back to giving hugs. I don't give a shit. Yeah. It was weird. Like when I, when I went to a dinner party, some people were touching elbows. I was just engulfing people in hugs. Yeah. I don't know. Like it's, it's, uh, I don't know. I'm still wearing a mask. I gave someone a hug the other day only to realize that like they didn't want it in oh, the yeah. beginning. <laughs> and I felt really bad. Because like, I, I will touch you. Yeah, like I gave that person like a hug just instinctually. And then like I realized like as I was giving him the hug that like the person was kind of giving signals of like wanting to give some kind of more <laughs> distanced greeting. And I was like, hey, what's up? <laughs> I think you just gotta give like now these days you have to give like a menu. It's yeah. like hello there. Greetings, handshake, elbow bump, hug. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's the future we're gonna live in, and like it's all like consent, right? Oh boy. Oh man, what if like in fifteen years a hug is rape? <laughs> then I don't. Then guess you can call me a rapist. And with that, thanks for the <laughs> hang. Thanks for the hang. What a place to be. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. What a good way, what a good sign, what a good thing. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang.